Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us today. We have over 600,000 listeners here in the United States and we've started expanding overseas. In just a short month, we have over 44,000 listeners overseas in 56 countries. So we're very, very excited. We're glad you're here. We're definitely talking about money. Many seniors are wondering if they have enough money to last through retirement retirement and are leery of going into retirement communities and many other things, especially because of COVID. Now we have Steve Slash. He's become a leader in the industry that have educated people through seminars, videos, media, all sorts of things. He's the go-to housing wealth source. In 2021, he was named the reverse mortgage game changer from Yahoo Finance. So we have Steve here a little bit later. I'm going to be talking on how to protect yourself when it comes to holiday scams. It's just crazy what's going on. I'll go over the do's and don'ts, who to call, where to look to make sure you protect And you know what? Let's start with the most important thing that we're seeing out today. You know, whether here in California or other states nationally, you got 10 million Americans are looking for new jobs right now, largely because they're simply just not satisfied with where they are. The question is, how will the next position be any better? Our next guest, Patty Alpers, she says there's a key question you need to ask before you go into the interview. I think it's important before we get in with Patty is to know a little bit about her. Besides being the president of Alpers Portfolio Group, it's a marketing consultant consulting company. She's a board member of the both of the Network of Teaching Entrepreneurs, USA 2020, the White House Initiative to Build Sponsorship in STEM Careers, which is science, technology, and, and engineering and math. She's also been appointed to the Corporate Committee for Million Women Mentors, is a trustee of the Phillips Collection, and recently inducted into the Who's Who in America's National Teaching Entrepreneurs with a Lifetime Achievement Award. Now, she's an author of Tech to Work, How to Mentor, How to Mentee, and a project can close the skill gap in America. Now, one of the things when we started checking into Patty, we realized that she's been on Get Smart, okay, Los Angeles Times, New York Times, the Huffington Post, the Washington Post, and on Times Magazine, Philanthropic Magazine, The Parade. She's got one heck of a background. That's why a lot of people want to go to her. Patty, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. So glad I'm, to be here. I'm glad you're here too. I'm really excited for this. I think a lot of people um, are really looking forward to this, this segment with you because they have a lot of questions. Some people even trying to understand things. And before we get into that, everybody has a career path. Why did you take yours? I'll be real brief with this. Somehow I managed to get myself into the field of construction. I was one of the first women in the Washington DC market uh, to be a partner in a, what we called interior project management company. And I learned about myself that I'm strategic. I'm a communicator. I was the arm to develop a company, get new clients. And in that process, I learned about myself, how much I, I learned what I was good at. I learned 
learned what I didn't like. I learned that I'm extremely strategic and I love winning and I loved being an entrepreneur. So a little later in life, my family formed a foundation and I got involved with this organization that I love and I'm still on their national board. It's called the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship, NFTE. And in that capacity, they go to inner city schools. They teach teachers how to teach business. And inner city kids launch companies. They learn how to write a plan. And with mentorship, they learn how to actually launch. Wow. So I wanted to go in and see for myself, how does this happen? I didn't want to just see the best kids pulled out in front of me. I wanted to go into the classroom. And so I became a guinea pig mentor back in 2001. So 20 years ago. And I wanted, my goal was to see what could I do to add value to the kids and not interrupt the teacher. So I took notes of what my role might be. So ultimately what I did was I sat with kids one-on-one and I helped mentor them through their project, how to develop a plan. Is the plan practical? I played devil's advocate. I helped them build it, talk about who their audience was, all the skills I had just learned, right? In the construction business. And it was magical. I mean, I still to this day, I mean, I have a kid coming over to my house to present to my husband and I five new restaurants he's opening. I mean, I have many kids I'm still in touch with 20 years later that are operating companies. So it, it's it was an amazing experience of which uh, I wrote about a 200 page plan on how to grow this so that it would grow throughout the country in different regions. Mm-hmm. And it actually did grow. Mentorship became part of the NIFTY program in 14 regions. And in that capacity, I would invite other business people, you know, software, real estate, finance to come in and mentor. So the only glitch is people need to be, you know, taught how to do it a little bit. They Mm -hmm. need to understand how to go backwards and talk to kids. So there's a lot to it. And I think it's a sort of, I believe it's something that should be part of education, ongoing education, whether you're in school or you're an adult, you never stop learning. And why not go to somebody who knows something different or more than you? I think that's wonderful. I think (laughs) all too often kids get out of college and they think their learning's over and the reality it's just begun. So, uh, and if you stop learning, you stop growing, which means, you know, in many cases you could stop becoming prosperous or level out. So I think that's wonderful. I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing with the kids. Um, I, I, I was a, a, a coach uh, and mentor mostly in sports, but I love watching young kids not have any coordination or skill whatsoever develop up into something and then see them take that to the next level. And it was to me, it's just like, exactly. yeah, and, and exactly just, it. yeah. And I did the same thing in my business career because I used to train uh, and develop salespeople and managers. And you, you see somebody, you see they have the grit and um, raw, I want to say raw talent, some emotional intelligence. And you can see them grow when they start understanding what's going on and develop their own plans. And, and, and it's just fun to see them. One of my goals was to see how many people I can get promoted when I was working at one company. I thought it was really cool if I could get every single manager, which was 16 at the time, promoted. And we got 15 of them promoted. One woman decided she wanted to have kids instead of a career. <laughs> so uh, it that's didn't work out. Of, that's the kind of boss you want to have. Yeah. So that's it, the kind I, of boss you might want to interview uh, and determine 
And if they're that kind of person you'd want to work for, you know? Yeah, I, I love that. That was, that was, that was like the juice got me up in the morning. So I think that's wonderful. I love where you come from. So let's just talk a little bit about the phrase, people are simply not satisfied with their current or their past uh, employment if they had left. So where is that all coming from? You know, I've been doing reading about it too. I just read a huge article in the Washington Post about the great resignation. 4.3 million people resigned in August. So what is that? Uh, Another quote that I read that I think leads me into where I want to go with this is this woman named Liz Schuler, who is the head of the AFL-CIO, said that mostly what employees want is to be acknowledged and to be appreciated. So if we look at what the pandemic has handed us, it's just a, it's like a convergence of the perfect storm. You have people working from home. You've got kids that are at home. You have stress beyond stress. You still have the same amount of work to get done, but you've got a thousand interruptions. You've got kids that are trying to either daycare is closed. They're trying to do a virtual school or the parent has to help with the school while holding their job. So they're doing their job at all different hours. The level of anxiety and discomfort and pain and sort of adapting to all of these new circumstances can build a burnout. I mean, it's frightening. One of the things that I recommend, I suggest, is that both employees and employers come to think about what role mentorship can take in that dialogue, especially when people are more isolated and don't have the affirmations that you get all day long working in an office environment. So something that I write about, I talk about, um, I've actually trademarked is what I call project-based mentoring. And it really stems from the entrepreneurship piece that my nifty program that I was just describing, Mm -hmm. that these kids have to write a plan. So if you think about your assignment, jobs are built around projects. You have to get something done. And I kind of view the mentorship role as project-based, that the same as you were discussing helping your athletes just go a little faster or try a little harder. You're a behind-the-scenes, sort of what I call a project whisperer. Um, You have experience in it, but the leader of the project is that employee home or at work or wherever they are, but they may not know all the directions to turn. They may need to develop a master plan. What are my actions going to be? What's my implementation? Who do I need to interview? What's the research? Where is this going? So at the end of the day, you have some guidance along the way to help you when when you kind of get foiled, when you get screwed up, when your plans go awry, so that you've got that grit, you've got that perseverance. And at the end of the day, you have to present what you have uncovered. What is your findings? So that coach, that mentor also can help you deliver your final ideas to whomever you have to present them to. So it's very project-based. It's time-based. It's... Um, could be a three-month project. It's all very doable. And in the process, you're creating a culture of giving back, of growth. Uh, It feels to an employee like someone's investing in you, that they care that you succeed. And most importantly, just like you just said, Steve, at the end of the day, that employee built a project and finished it and takes um, ownership of it and has a new confidence that they did it. That's wonderful. So I believe that that's kind of a culture 
culture that will prevent burnout, prevent people from quitting, mm -hmm. um, keep people there, keep loyalty. I think there's just like a many numbers of advantages for that little bit of investment. That's perfect. Hey, look, everybody, we're going to have to take a break right now. We're going to sit back. We're going to talk with more Patty Alpers. Be right back. Stick with us. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hello, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. I wanna truly thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you sharing us with your friends, family, and associates. Uh, all the replays are available at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information and insight on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube, Spotify, Google Play channels. And I'd like to send some thanks out to our uh, affiliates, UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio New York City, E360 TV, and Las Vegas TV. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, and live a life of personal and financial freedom. Now, if you have questions and would like to connect with us and have a question answered on air, just go to viewers at savingwithsteve.us and just let us know what you'd like to know, and we'll be more than happy to help you. So with that, we're back with more Patty Alper. We're dealing with a very important situation here. One of the big things is how can people ask questions, Patty, that enable them to determine whether or not that company that they're working for, that boss that they'd be working for, would be right for them from somebody that could mentor them, help them get to where they want to go in life? You know, I believe whenever you're going into an interview, it's a two-way street. You're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. I'm going to say this. I, I used to call on real estate developers and corporations all the time. And I was selling something. But the first thing I would say to them is we're not right for everybody. We have to figure this out and have a conversation if we're the right company to work with you and you, you know, need what we have to offer. So I think the same thing holds true in an interview. Just first, you have to know yourself. You have to know what you're looking for and you know, are you an autonomous person? Do you want micromanagement? Are you, what are the elements of a job environment that you like? So the first thing I would say is know yourself, know what it is you're looking for, like do some homework and research and thinking, 
you know, do you like the uh, kinds of people that are drawn to this? Do you like the kinds of clients that you will be dealing with? So do some research inwardly. And then as you're sitting there, I happen to believe that this mentorship piece dictates whether a company is really invested in you and your growth and your, you know, your willingness to try hard and their willingness to help you do that. So by asking, you know, if I were sitting in an interview, I might say something like, you know, I'm looking to work for a company that supports me that trains me, that believes in the ideas of learning and growth, and that wants me to take on more and more challenges. What can you offer me that will tell me you're that kind of company? Do you have mentorship as part of your program here? And what will, how will I benefit from that? So you're turning the tables a little bit. I love and that. letting them answer. Yeah, I was just going to say this all too often. People, you say that to all the girls, Steve. No, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said that to anybody in was it twenty five years? Because that's how long I've been married. <laughs> but all too often, people go into an interview with the focus of, "Hey, I've researched this company. I've researched this person," but it's towards selling themselves as opposed to making it a two-way street. And a lot of times people do that and then they find out, and I said this earlier while we were chatting, you know, it could be soul crushing if you don't ask the right questions Um, because you could find out you're in a job that just won't get you where you want to go and you're back in the same place that you were before, just a different location. Uh, So I think it's very, very important that people really understand what they want. And one of the things I'll say this, when you know we have you know a number of people who work here, but when the pandemic hit, we closed down our other locations. Uh, in fact, everybody but one person loved the fact they were working remotely. In fact, it, they felt it was better for them. And we obviously were touching them all the time, but one person needed to come into an office. So that one person comes into an office three days a week to get their office fill. And they're happy. Everybody's happy. We actually have some workers that actually moved out of state. And they're even happier with that because it makes it better for their family. But they're still working here. So the thing is that we took into account what was going to enable them to use their superpower, so to speak. And they love using their superpower because now they can geek out on what they do all day. And it's stuff that I hate and I don't understand it, but they love it. And that's cool because it works. (laughs) I think about this all the time. This is my my latest thought. Like yesterday, I brought someone in to work with me on something that I need help with. So here's what I have to say. The older I've gotten, I realize what I know and what I don't know. And I love knowing what I don't know. And that is the moment at which I need to go ask. And I believe, I don't know what happens to us in school where we're sort of scared to raise our hand if we don't have the right answer, like we'll get penalized. But Isn't it much nicer to be in an environment where somebody says, if you don't know, come find out. We're here to help. 
it sounds like what you're doing is you're very much aware of where people are most productive and helping them be their superpower self. Took me a while to learn. <laughs> yeah, it takes a while. So it's important to know yourself and then it's important. It's okay or it's good to find a culture that you can ask and you can be yourself, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I agree. And I look at not knowing it's a learning experience. In some cases, it's I failed at this, but it's a learning experience. It's a growth experience. Everything exactly. is. If you look at it any different, it's not going to work for you. In fact, people look at it differently from a downward standpoint. They won't work here. The reality is I'm looking for people who look at things from a perspective. Okay, I got it wrong. So how do I get it right? You know, I have to comment on that. I wrote an article a while back. I was at the Aspen Institute. And I heard the head of Google X talk about their environment for innovation. And they have a whole grid of criteria and they want tons of ideas brought to the fore. And then those ideas are tested down through this grid. And what they do is if an idea doesn't make it through the strenuous sort of qualifications to survive, they have a failure party. They have a party that says, okay, we're glad we stopped it at this point. It was a really good idea, but we learned from it. And they celebrate failure. I found that fascinating. <laughs> that's why Google's Google. Yes. Um, that's why Apple's Apple. And that's why Amazon's Amazon. Because I listened to Jeff Bezos talked about making billion-dollar mistakes. But obviously, they've made many, many, many successes, and it's turned into multi-billions of dollars. So um, even in everyday life, you're going to fail at some things. You're going to get things wrong as long as you can continue to grow. And I love the fact that they're having a party over a failure. So the other thing is, is that in this sort of project-based mentorship, there's room for that. There's room to try and you've got this, um, you know, when you're on a tightrope, you have the, you have a room to fall because mm -hmm. you've got somebody catching you. You've got somebody behind you. So there's sort of room to experiment. And I've been doing a lot of research on sort of what are schools teaching and what are the skills that they're preparing people for? And what are the um, job requirements today? You know, and they're different. Oh, they're yeah. different. I mean, people have to be, uh, you know, automated. They have to be innovative. They have to be able to think and turn on a dime. They have to be able to be resourceful. There's many more characteristics of today's culture in the work environment that have changed that don't mimic school and memorization. So it's a constant growth and change and adaptation and being able to work easily through that because times have changed oh, yeah. and they're not, they're not going to stop. Right. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, when I first got into the workforce, there wasn't really a laptop and the, the cell phone looked at, it was a, the size of a suitcase. <laughs> You're dating yourself and me too, Steve. 
<laughs> in fact, when I worked in England, I had one of those Motorola's that you could hammer a nail in. And that's was the cell phone in the United States. They had they had the Motorola's had the flip phone. So it was big difference. Things have definitely changed. And the reality is they will continue to change and people will have to adapt with that. If they don't adapt, learn and grow, they're just not going to be there. But it's nice to have somebody who's a mentor that could walk them through the next step. So if people are asking questions that would put them in a position where they can say, hey, they're going to help me grow. They're in tune to that. This is the type of person I want to work for. They can have a fruitful career as opposed to the flip side. And I always call it soul crushing because it always it always annoyed me to see a manager that was autocratic and never really gave somebody credit for what they did or never really helped somebody it was all about them. You know, I saw those managers that made sure it was somebody else's fault as opposed to theirs. And they're the ones that always end up leaving because people realize they weren't getting it done. I want to respond to that. In my classes where I mentored these kids, you know, 15 to 18 year olds, I brought in many kinds of mentors from different fields. And, you know, often, I don't know what happens to us as we get older, but we get more self-important and we want to take claim for, I did this, and I did that. And these are my credits. You know, this is like whatever you read about me that's on the back of the book, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not really who I am. And what I kept noticing is the kinds of questions that kids want answered. And I would have to bring these executives down a few notches to make them more humble and more accessible. Because the kid didn't want to know that you run a $100 million company and you love what you do. They want to know, how did you know you could do that? And weren't you scared of failing? And what was your first big mistake? And how did you overcome that? They want to know that your pathways. And when you share that, then you become motivational you become more of an inspiration to the kid who then says, gosh, if they can do that, maybe I can. But it's not with that, I'm great. It's mm -hmm. with, I was scared too, because we all were. So it's just bringing everybody back down a little bit. Yeah, I agree. It's the journey, not the destination when it comes to talking about your credits. Right. Humility makes a big difference. Patty, I want to thank you for being here. We're actually over our time, but it was worth it. Um, <laughs> and um, you know what? How can people get a hold of you? How can people connect with you if they're looking for a mentor? So um, I've written a book. I ha happily suggest people look at that because in the back of the book is like 40 pages of ideas of where to mentor by your field. Oh, great. That's number one. Uh, number So the book is called Teach to Work. My website is www.teachtowork. That's a T-O, teachtowork.com. Mm -hmm. And of course, you can reach me at info, I-N-F-O, at teachtowork.com. And I would love to hear from your audience. I'd love to help them talk about how they can introduce mentorship either within their company or within their community. 
Patty, I want to thank you so much. We're actually up at our time. So I wish you safety and health, and I'd love to have you back sometime. Let's so do it. I'm going to have to let you go because I got to go to the next okay. guest. Go for but, it. Thanks, uh, you Steve. have a wonderful day, and we'll hopefully see you soon. Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. Everybody, that was Patty Alpert. Wasn't that just wonderful? Again, you want to go take a look at her book, Teach to Work. I think that's be just a wonderful book for everybody to check out. Now, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Again, I want to thank our affiliates, UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio in New York City, E360 TV and Las Vegas TV. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit and live a life of personal financial freedom. Also, follow us on Facebook and join the Saving with Steve Insiders Club at savingwithsteve.us to get all replays, exclusive access to our after show videos, guest gifts and and more. Now, let's just talk real quick. We're in the holiday season here. We've got a short amount of days till Christmas. How do you protect yourself from those holiday scams? With COVID-19 still with us, holiday festivities will likely look a little bit different here in 2021 again. People are seeking a balance between celebrating with loved ones and staying safe. But one tradition isn't going anywhere. And sadly, it's the season for scams, cyber crooks, schemes to exploit our holiday habits. A few scams are specific to holidays, but most of the variations are everyday fraud ramped up to match seasonal spikes in spending and web traffic. Not surprisingly, they often center on shopping, especially online. Two-thirds of consumers expect to buy gifts mostly online this season. According to research, nearly three in five are doing so much more than they did before the pandemic. Now, if you feel like you have been scammed or you see a scam, go to the Federal Trade Commission website. You can either online, you can go in and let them know about a scam, or you can call them and talk to them about a scam. Or AAR RP has a fraud watch network. You can call their phone number at 877-908-3660, or you can sign up for the ARP scam tracking map. Okay. And you can get watchdog alerts, the whole shop. You know, retailers roll out their seasonal deals. Scammers seek to snare bargain hunters shopping with bogus websites, social media campaigns, and impersonating major brands. This is called spoofing. Okay. And fake posts to entice you to spend money for products that you'll never receive. Many are vehicles for hard 
harvesting credit cards and other personal data that fraudsters use to commit identity theft and sell them information on the dark web. Scammers may distribute malware loaded into links or attachments, meaning supposed coupon offers or order confirmations. Fraud involving gift cards is nearly two-thirds of shoppers during the holiday season. Now, the hallmarks of the typical holiday scam for grifters are charity scams. One-third of all charitable giving is done during December. Now, there's fundraising software companies, network for good reports. This means more sham charities exploiting Americans' goodwill via fake websites and pushy telemarketers. Delivery scams. I've seen a bunch of this. A holiday package crisscrosses the company and scammers send out phishing emails to disguise as UPS, Federal Express, Used Postal Service, you know, RMD, all bunch more. RDH, the whole shop. Notifications of incoming or missed deliveries. Links lead to phony sign-in pages asking for personal information or they're infested with malware. Travel scams. Despite the, despite the pandemic, 46% of the U.S. you know adults will plan to travel during the holiday, according to SurveyMonkey. Spoof booking sites and email offer proliferate with travel deals that look too good to be true. And quite frankly, they probably are. So you got to watch yourself, okay? Letters from Santa scans. You know what? There's many companies that do this legally, okay? But so do many scammers looking to scavenge personal information of you or worse, your kids, grandkids. The reality is if they scam information from you about your kids or your grandkids, your kids might not realize until way later that their identity has been stolen. I know about this personally from uh, one of my clients who had one of their grandkids. You know, when he turned 18, tried to get a job and they found out he had really bad credit from credit cards he never got. So he had identity theft. Here's a couple of warning signs. There's huge discounts on hot items, especially when touted on social media posts or unfamiliar websites. Spelling errors or shoddy grammar on shopping sites or emails. A shopping or travel site does not list a phone number or a street address and it's just an email address or in a contact form. A site does not have a privacy policy. Unsolicited emails asking you to click on links or download an app to access a deal or arrange a delivery. Here's some dues. Put your mouse over the links in emails and social media ads to identify the true URL, okay? And click through only if you're certain that's a legitimate site. Pay with a credit card. Why? You could always dispute the charges and get your money back, especially if you've been scammed. Do research on unfamiliar retail, travel, and charity sites online. Search for their names with terms like scams, reviews, complaints. Hey, and there's more resources. Do look for return and refund policies and shopping on unfamiliar and unsuspicious sites. Why? Because you want to make sure it's really clear that you can get your money back if it's not what you think it is. Buy gift cards online directly from the provider. So if you're getting an Amazon card, get it from Amazon. If you're getting a Home Depot card, get it from Home Depot. You're getting it from Macy's, get it from Macy's. You know what? If you buy a card on a store, you know what? You want to carefully examine them for signs of tampering. If anything looks scratched out or anything like that, what it could mean is a thief has accessed the pin code and can drain its value as soon as somebody buys or loads money on it. I saw this happen. Well, I didn't see it happen, but one of my clients had a situation where they put a thousand dollars on Amazon card for one of their kids who was working overseas and they sent it to them. By the time a card arrived, there was nothing on it. Okay. Scammer had deleted our ticket at all. Some don't. Don't assume a website is safe because it shows sign of an encryption or a padlock icon or an HTTP for the URL. Many scam sites now use this technology knowing that fraud savvy consumers look for it according to anti-phishing work group. Now, don't make a purchase, donate to charity, conduct a financial transaction online when using public Wi-Fi. Why? Because it's not secure. Somebody can steal your stuff. Don't purchase or make a donation if a website or caller seeks payment through wire transfer, gift card, or prepaid cards. All you really 
really doing here is just walking over your cash. So take your time, shred, add this information to the ones you love and care about, okay? Because the last thing you need is during the holiday season, especially if you have a tough time, to lose your money to fraudsters, people won't deliver your stuff, or even have your identity stolen so they can steal your stuff then. Up next, we have Steve Slaps. He's wonderful at helping people utilize their housing wealth in retirement. So stick with us. We're going to be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. Now, we had a wonderful conversation with Patty Alper. You want to get that book, Teach to Work? Go to her website. You really want to look into that because some wonderful information, especially if you're looking to make the right decision on your next employment. Now, we also talked about how to protect yourself from holiday scams. And now we're going to be talking to Steve Sless. Now, think about this. Many seniors are wondering if they have enough money to last through the retirement or leery of going into retirement communities now more than ever because of COVID-19. And some seniors can't even get long-term care insurance due to COVID-19. Many of these seniors may not realize that their home equity like, likely represents a large portion of their net worth. In fact, homeowners age 62 plus saw their collective house wealth increase. Understanding how to strategically and tax efficiently incorporate this wealth into a comprehensive retirement income strategy may be the key to protecting and prolonging the nest egg with funds needed for long-term care. Now, Steve Celeste has become a leader in his industry and has been educating people through seminars, videos, media. Steve, as he's known as the go-to house wealth source in 2021. He was named the reverse mortgage game changer by Yahoo Finance. He's been in the business for over 20 years. This is all about money. Look, everybody, I want to say thank you. Welcome to Steve Slash. Steve, thanks for joining the show. Likewise. Thank you for having me, Steve. Great to be with you. I just want to say this. Once we let people know that you were coming on the show, our viewer email just started blowing up. <laughs> but before we jump into this, I know you were in regular mortgages for a few years and you've been into reverse mortgages for about 15. Tell us your little story. Why did you transition into the reverse mortgage world? Yeah, I got into the mortgage business, uh, gosh, about 20 years ago now and spent the first few years of, of my mortgage career doing what most mortgage professionals do, and that's cash out refinances, purchases. At that point, there was a big subprime market, and we were 
originating those loans as well. And I had to make a big decision 2007, 2008, when the housing bubble came crashing down, what was I going to do? Right At that point, the company that I worked for was not able to originate FHA loans. And that left me really unable to perform the business that I've come to know and love. And I had to make a very strategic decision at that point. And I had started researching reverse mortgages at the time, but I was in my young 20s and I had a lot of doubts that I would be able to engage with an older demographic. But through my research and through my studying, Steve, what I found was the reverse mortgage is such an incredible tool to protect and prolong one's retirement. And I jumped in head first. 15 years later, I haven't looked back in retrospect. It's the best career decision that I've ever made. I've dedicated myself to reverse mortgages and helping folks to live a better and more comfortable retirement ever since. And very grateful for making that decision a while back. Well, you know what? I think it's a noble service you provide. The key here is what I really like in looking at your videos is you educate people. A lot of people are concerned because they've been doing the same thing for decades and a reverse mortgage is something new. I have a lot of questions, but I would love for you just to briefly talk about how does a reverse mortgage work? Yeah. You know, Steve, what we teach more than anything else is the concept of integrating housing wealth into a comprehensive financial plan. Steve, for 74% of folks that are 62 years old, they're already short of their retirement income needs. However, a new report came out about a couple months ago. There is over $9 trillion in untapped equity of folks 62 and older in America. Over $9 trillion. And so that money is debt equity. It, it's not working for those folks. It's not doing it. It's just sitting there dormant. What we teach, Steve, is how to incorporate that equity strategically and tax efficiently with a reverse mortgage loan and use those funds is in most cases the client's largest asset. Use them proactively instead of reactively. And the result is we're able to extend their finances. We're able to extend the longevity of their investment portfolios. We're able to allow them to enjoy a better and more comfortable retirement. And we're able to make their money last longer because we're leveraging what is their largest asset. And that's the equity in their home. When it comes to a reverse mortgage, everybody's trying to figure out, hey, will it work for me? Am I a good candidate for this? You know, expand on that so people can say, hey, well, well, am I fit? Does it work? What? There's two different types of reverse mortgage. There's a HECM, a home equity conversion mortgage. Those are government-insured reverse mortgage loans. And I would say probably 95% of every reverse mortgage originated today is a HECM government-insured product. There's also now, Steve, been a lot of innovation on the proprietary reverse mortgage side. So private lenders, non-government insured, are now rolling out reverse mortgage products. And most of these loans are jumbo reverse mortgages. They are for a higher net worth clientele. We can lend on a jumbo reverse mortgage up to $3 million in cash for homes valued all the way up to $10 million. Reverse mortgages work like this. You got to be at least 60 plus, you got to own your home, and you got to have roughly 50% equity. For folks that have a mortgage, one of the biggest benefits is we can replace their traditional mortgage with a reverse mortgage and eliminate the mandatory mortgage payment requirement. And so by doing that, we're able to extend their cash flow. We're able to free up cash flow, free up finances. And we can also, if they have enough equity to qualify, we can release funds to them from the equity in the home. And that can be done in a variety of ways. Folks can choose to take a 10-year payout, which is 
Basically, your home sends you a check every month until the funds are exhausted. There's also a term payout where you just say, hey, Steve, I need X amount of dollars and I need it for X amount of period of time, five years, 10 years, 15, so on and so forth. You can take a lump sum from your home equity or the most effective strategy is you can take out a reverse mortgage line of credit. And a reverse mortgage line of credit is very different than a traditional line of credit, Steve. One, they're federally insured. They can never be suspended, reduced, or frozen irregardless of what the economy does or what the market does. That's big. These lines of credit also have a guaranteed growth rate attached to them. And so you're able to borrow more of your home equity every year the line of credit is in place. Let me ask you this question here. So when you talk about, because this is one of the questions my viewer asks, is they know that your line of credit will grow by a certain interest rate each year. Is it based off the equity that you have that is available to be withdrawn? And that partial grows, providing you haven't take money out from that or... The line of credit has a, a set growth rate. And, and, and what's important to point out too is this is a growth rate. It's not interest. So think of it as a credit card where your limit is being increased each year. Okay, the good. growth rate on the line of credit is 0.5% over the interest rate on the loan. So today's interest rates on reverse mortgages are about two and a half, three percent 3%. Figure the growth rate is going to be 3 to 3.5% on any unused portion of the line of credit. Okay. So as you draw funds out, obviously you don't get any growth on the funds that you're pooling, but any funds that you leave and let sit in the line of credit, uh, we call it a standby line of credit because you can just park it, put it in reserve, put it on standby. Those funds grow over time and you just treat it no different than any traditional line of credit and you draw from it if and when you need it. That's wonderful. Okay. So I think one of the big things there is that it can't be taken away. It can't be reduced. So that means if once the foreclosures and all that stuff comes to bear and the market values go down, even though somebody got a reverse mortgage today, say their equity line is 200,000 and maybe their house is only worth 200,000, they can't take that away. It's not like a credit card where they re- they can reduce your 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 credit limit. Exactly. And think back, Steve, to 08, 09, when the housing market crashed, you had a lot of folks, a lot of these folks were over 60. They had traditional home equity lines of credit. They thought they had access to $100,000, $200,000 or more in some cases. And the bank came back and said, you know what? You know, we're not going to let you borrow that money anymore. And that wrecked a lot of people's retirement plan. That cannot happen with reverse mortgages because the line of credit is federal insured. It is guaranteed. You're also, Steve, able to borrow on today's market value. We're in a booming housing economy right now. I mean, there's bidding wars on homes. You know, in some cases, homes don't even make the market and there's a bidding war already. And so values are soaring. You can take out a reverse mortgage line of credit today and lock in today's value. You and I were talking about this before the show came on. It's in all likelihood, values are going to at least level off, if not go down. So too is the market, the economy. And so it's a great hedge against future market corrections, being able to lock that line of credit in and do it at today's value not future values, and know that that value is guaranteed. Steve, that's wonderful. Hey, look, this is great information. We're going to take a quick break. Guys, stick with us. we got to pay some bills. We'll be right back with more Stephen Sless. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on The Saving with Steve Show. 
Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of the Saving with Steve show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're going to talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into the Saving with Steve show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on the Saving with Steve show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show. I want to truly thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you letting your friends, family, and associates know about the show. All the replays are available here at savingwithsteve.us. If you're enjoying the stories of helpful information, insight on Saving with Steve, then I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Apple Play, and Spotify channel. Hey, check out a few of our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio New York City, E360 TV, Las Vegas TV Network. All these networks are dedicated to empowering you to live a life of financial and personal freedom. Also, you can follow us at Facebook at Saving with Steve Sexton if you'd like some more financial tips. So here we come back with Steve Sleffs. We've got a slew of questions here. So we're just going to get started. There's pros and cons to anything. What's the downside of a reverse mortgage? What's the con side? You know, I think it really starts in the beginning. It's all about suitability. And so when somebody comes to us, Steve, and they say, hey, I'm interested in learning about a reverse mortgage, there's first an educational journey that we need to take them on. We're also trying to figure out ourselves, are they suitable? First question we ask, Steve, is how long do you want to live in the home for? If somebody were to say three years, four years, it's probably not a great fit. And so there would be a downside there. I think the barrier to entry, the cost to take out a reverse mortgage loan is probably too great at that point if you're only going to be in the house for a few years. This is a long-term solution to living a comfortable retirement and doing so aging in place in the comfort of your own home. Another downside, and it's not necessarily a downside, it really depends on what your viewpoint of this is. Reverse mortgages are loans that have negative amortization, which means that if you make no payments, and Steve, you can treat a reverse mortgage no different than a traditional mortgage. If you want to make payments, you certainly have the, the right to be able to do so. But a lot of folks choose not to make monthly mortgage payments. And if you choose not to make a monthly mortgage payment, your balance each month is going to increase. A lot of folks are fearful of that. They're fearful of their balance increasing. What we teach, Steve, is, look, the home is a low growth potential asset. If you have a financial advisor that is managing your money and that money is well diversified, it's in the right market, it's invested well, chances are that advisor is yielding you, you know, seven to 10, six to 10% returns right now. Historically, the home appreciates at one to 4% per year. And so we teach use the home equity first instead of using the retirement assets first and combine all of your assets. 
But a lot of folks are a little hesitant because they're fearful of their balance rising over time. And look, at that point, you have to become educated. You got to become empowered. And ultimately, you got to make the best and most astute financial decision for you. Let's clear up some of the misinformation. Now, can somebody lose their house with a reverse mortgage? You cannot lose your house because you have a reverse mortgage. That's a huge misconception. And if we have time, Steve, a, a quick backstory. So prior to 2015, if you were over 62, you had equity in your home and you had a pulse, you had blood pumping through your body, you could get a reverse mortgage. Mm -hmm. There was no credit qualifications. There was no income qualifications. And so the result was you had a lot of folks that were already of destitute. They had already run out of money and they were using the reverse mortgage as a last resort. The reverse mortgage just prolonged the inevitable. It prolonged their ability to remain in the home. But it was inevitable. They were going to lose their home because they just couldn't afford it. They didn't have enough income to pay the taxes and the insurance. Those are the qualifications of the reverse mortgage. Got to pay your homeowner's insurance. You got to pay your property taxes and you got to maintain the home. If you default on any of those requirements, you will lose your home. But that's no different. Look, if you have a regular mortgage or even no mortgage at all, Steve, and you don't pay your taxes, you're going to get foreclosed on. You're going to lose your home. But by having a reverse mortgage, you cannot lose your home simply by having the loan. Here's the other question. What happens, for example, we've got the market screaming up right now with the housing market, everybody wants to buy and all the supply line issues. I get a reverse mortgage. It's a $600,000 reverse mortgage. The market goes down and my house is actually worth $300,000 and I pass away. What are the options my heirs have? It's a great question. So all reverse mortgages are non-recourse loans. Non-recourse means there's no recourse and there's no debt passed to your heirs or your estate that they have to come out of pocket and pay. So at the time of your death, your heirs are going to have the option to buy the house for 95% of the appraised value at the time. They can also walk away. If there's more owed on the reverse mortgage than what the home is worth, they can walk away and the non-recourse component kicks in. The Heckam reverse mortgages have government reverse mortgage insurance on them. That insurance policy that is on all these reverse mortgages will settle. It's almost like gap insurance for your car, Steve. Mm-hmm. Right? You total your car, you owe $20,000, the insurance yeah. company cuts you a check for fifteen. dollars that $5,000 gap is covered. Reverse mortgages work the same way. So you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you can take a reverse mortgage out. And if at some point there is a market correction and you do owe more than what the value of the home is at the time of death, your heirs can simply walk away or they have the option to buy it back at 95% of the value. One of the reasons why I asked that is back in 2008, one of my clients who had a reverse mortgage passed away. And the reverse mortgage was actually like $450,000. And after 2008, the house value, when they appraised it was 195000 When the heirs were looking at just dumping it saying, hey, fine. But when I explained to them, I said, you can get a house for $195,000 and let it grow. And they went, oh my. And <laughs> basically they bought the house for one ninety-five and sold it a few, a few years later for twice that much. So they were in a wonderful position when that occurred. And it's a great option. One of the questions I do have is this, in this world, you have divorces, okay? And this question has come up, probably, I probably have 30 of these questions. Divorce rates in California are at 50%. 
If it's a second divorce and they're older than 55, it's at 72%. What's the effect of reverse mortgage and somebody receiving income if there's a, I'm going to say a gray hair or silver hair divorce? I love that question, Steve. So we have a partnership with the IDFA, the Institute for Divorce Financial Analysts. We're working with financial analysts that specialize in senior divorce, and we're helping them use reverse mortgage loans to navigate their clients' financial woes while they're going through these divorces. And so we're using the reverse mortgage as a tool to divide the marital home and and use that equity for one person to remain in the home while the other leaves the home. We're also using it, Steve. We just had a a, you know, a case like this uh, not too long ago where the couple sold their home for $300,000. They both put down $150,000 on two separate $300,000 homes. And they bought those homes with a reverse mortgage. You can actually use a reverse mortgage loan, Steve, to purchase a home in retirement. Most folks don't even realize that. Most realtors don't realize that. Um, So it's a very effective strategy. And it's one that we are deploying quite a bit as we work through the Institute for Divorce Financial Analysts to help their clients ease the financial difficulties of gray or silver divorce. You know what? I just want to add this. Over the years, there's a number of clients that have come to me and they've come to me because they're trying to find a way to make retirement work and they've overspent or overhelped a child or something like that. And we've gotten in contact with a reverse mortgage specialist for the primary reason. In one case, the couple actually took out a jumbo reverse mortgage, but they were able to eliminate their current mortgage payment, which is a little over $2,500, which was the gap they needed to make their retirement work for the rest of their life. And then they had an equity line left over that they were going to use in case some health issues ramped up on them. And they were just going to let that grow until it was there. That was probably 12 years ago. And they let that thing grow. I think it's like a little over a half million dollars. And they started tapping into it because of home care needs. So they're going to have more than enough to do it. And they're so thankful that I said, hey, look at considering getting a reverse mortgage because this is what you need. So they were able to prolong their life have the retirement that they want, and now being able to take care of somebody just because they looked at what you talked about, strategically tapping into that asset, which is their house equity. And look, Steve, I mean, the bottom line is there's over $9 trillion of senior housing wealth that is not being used right now. Reverse mortgage is just one way to use it. There's other options. There's traditional mortgages. There's traditional home equity lines of credit. However, the difference with the reverse mortgage is there's no mandatory payment obligation. So if you're in your 60s or you're in your 70s and you're looking to take funds from the equity in your home, would you rather do it and not have to pay those funds back, not have a mandatory mortgage payment? Or would you rather be saddled with a 15, 20, or 30-year mortgage payment and have to come out of pocket with that payment every month and, and until you're in your 90s in some Mm -hmm. cases. And so oftentimes it makes more sense to take out a reverse mortgage. But again, it's all about education and it's about weighing the options and what works for some may not work for others. And that's where we come in to help them figure that out. One of the things that I have found as of recent, a lot of people are in situations like in states like California, Illinois, New York, where the cost of living's got pretty expensive. Their only options are to sell and downsize or move out of state, or they look at getting that reverse mortgage just to free up that money that they need to make their life work. I think what you do is noble. I think what you're doing right now with educating everybody is very, very important and is needed. And that said, we're about to wrap up our segment with you. Could you tell us how people can get a hold of you, how they can go get your videos so they can get educated and get the help they're looking for? Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity. So my firm's name is the Stephen G. 
J. Sless Group. It's the Stephen J. Sless Group. We are the reverse mortgage division for primary residential mortgage. We have branches in all 50 states throughout the country. You can reach us by phone. Our number is 410-814-7575. It's 410-814-7575. Or online at The Sless Group, The Sless, S-L-E-S-S group.com. On YouTube is where all our videos are as well. And we have a lot of educational content on there. If you just go on YouTube and search The Stephen J. Sless Group, you'll pull up our content. If you get there, I'd appreciate if you like the videos. And if you want to be notified when we put out more content, just subscribe and hit the bell at the top. And every time we release a new video, you'll get to know. Hey folks, the first thing of learning anything new is getting education. They've got a great resource at theslesgroup.com. So you want to go out there and look at it. If you're looking to get a hold of Steve, definitely go to that website. Steve, I want to thank you for joining us. Hey, stay safe, stay healthy. We've had a lot more questions to get answered. So we're probably gonna have to circle back in a few months and have you back on. Is that okay? I'd love to. I appreciate Appreciate the opportunity. You're doing great work, Steve. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, Steve. I've heard too many Steves today and it's a great name you have. So, hey, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you so much for sticking with us today. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. I want to thank you all for joining us today. My name is Steve Sexton. This is a Saving with Steve segment. We had Patty Alpers. We had Steve Sless. We talked about holiday scams. What a wonderful show. We'll look forward to seeing you next time right here on Saving with Steve. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.